what I want to do at this point is shift gears a little bit, and I want to actually go through this exercise. I hope this will be really helpful and illustrative about what it means to pray through the Psalms. Okay? Uh, I use mostly the material from this book called Praying the Bible. It's a book written by Donald Whitney, and it is a, it is a very, very good book. I have actually been practicing the things that, that I've, I've read through in here and that I'm going to be teaching. Um, and so I, I recommend it, but just know that most of this is coming from that book. Um, and I guess the first thing I need to ask is being completely honest. Just be completely honest. How many of you guys get exhausted or tired or feel a bit hopeless when you sit down and you, you fold your hands, you close your eyes, and you try to pray, and it's only been three minutes, and you find yourself like, maybe your mind is wandering in really, really far places. Maybe yesterday you prayed a prayer that you've been praying for the last three weeks, and today you sit down and you're praying that exact same thing again. How many of you guys experience that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's very common. And one of the things that I think is is needs to be clear is it's not necessarily because you're a bad Christian. I think there's just a way that we haven't been taught to use scripture to help us pray. And I hope that's the thing that I can share tonight. The you're not in bad company. Uh, one of one of the famous, I guess, church, I should say, Christians uh, named George Mueller, who, if you guys know anything about George Mueller, uh, had many many different types of ministries, but is probably most famous for uh, the orphanages he would run. So in his lifetime, he took care of up to about 10, over 10,000 orphans. And you're just thinking, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good and a faithful cause. But the thing that's different about George Mueller is he never told a human soul what he needed for his ministry. He just prayed. And God, God brought all of the provision, all of the needs all of the food, everything he needed to care for the orphans. And George Mueller in his journal, and you can read this in the autobiography of George Mueller, but in his journal he writes about his struggles with prayer. And the thing that we all just admitted to, yeah, okay, by the third minute of prayer I'm, I'm restless and I don't even feel like doing this, I'm so discouraged. He says he did too. He said, he would take sometimes 15, 20, 30 minutes just sitting there in the morning, wandering around, feeling completely aimless, feeling completely discouraged, and not knowing what to do, until finally, after about 30 minutes, then he was kind of in a mood to pray. Uh, if a man with faith and a testimony and a, and a way that God would use this man struggles with prayer like that, then 
Uh, I don't think that we can be too unconfident that it can't be resolved as well. The thing that's, that he realized was that praying through scripture was the remedy to a lot of the struggles he was facing with prayer. And for however many years after he essentially figured it out, uh, that had sustained him and he no longer struggled with wandering aimlessly in prayer. So why, my hope is when we, when we go through this after I give some principles, um, we can not just read our Bibles, especially in light of what, what we're going to be doing in the Bible Project this upcoming uh, fall, but that, just as it, it's ironic because it said that in the video, like we could actually be praying through, if not the scripture that we're reading, then at least the daily Psalms that we're reading, right? So I don't, taking, taking it from somebody who's in seminary, who's studying a lot, and he's reading a lot of scripture. Uh, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a faster way to hurt your soul than to just be reading and to not pray. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I take this personally very seriously, and I, and I hope that uh, by by teaching it, it will not only encourage you guys, but it, it will actually uh, be something that you guys use to help your soul to thrive. Right. So, first, with, with prayer uh, through the Psalms, I just kind of want to make a very, very quick distinction here at the beginning. There's a difference between interpreting a psalm and praying a psalm. Right? So, interpreting a psalm, we're coming to the text and we're trying our hardest, primarily, to figure out its meaning. Right? Praying a psalm, we're not so concerned with that. What we are concerned with is coming to a text, reading it, and then approaching God with it, with the understanding that we do have, and praying about whatever comes to mind. All right, so I'll illustrate this, but the first thing I wanna do is just outline it, because we're gonna do it in, in little groups, but I'll, I'll just outline how we do this first, okay? So, number one, you choose a song. <laughs> Number two, you read the first verse. <coughs> Number three, you pray whatever comes to mind. After you, you've prayed whatever comes to mind, well, it should be kind of like a sidestep. So I'll say number three or number four. If you don't have a clue what the psalm is about, then you skip it. All right? Or if you've prayed about everything that comes to mind and you're done, then you move on. So I'll just say um, if you are question mark or you're done. So if you don't know what it means, or if nothing else is coming to mind, then you just you just pretty much move to the next song, okay? or the next verse, I'm sorry. And then lastly, 
you repeat it until the song is finished or your time is finished. So the benefit of this kind of method is if you have two minutes, you could, you could pray one verse. If you have two hours, you could pray four songs. It, it just it scales depending on what you, what you need. So So let me let me just illustrate this before we jump into it because uh, I know it's it can be a little bit like intimidating like what does that mean? Um, Psalm twenty three, which will be the song that we're all, that we'll all pray through, starts with the Lord is my shepherd. Right? What could I pray about regards to the Lord is my shepherd? Well, when I first started to pray this song, I thought God. I praise you that you have been my shepherd even before I was a believer, when I was living a very sinful life, and when I was probably angering you very greatly with all of the things I was doing, and yet through all of that, you just kept on holding me, and your hand just kept on protecting me, and you just kept on moving me through life until that one final, until that one moment when you revealed yourself to me and you saved me. I thought about, uh, thank you that in all of the hardest life decisions I've ever made, you have been my shepherd. Uh, whether I made a bad decision or, the, or a good decision, you've always been there to make sure that I'm going to be cared for and protected no matter what decision I made. I thought about uh, our church. I thought about, God, thank you for shepherding the church. Thank you that you uh, protected against false teaching. Thank you that you protected against things like persecution. And for some, I thought, well, not for me, but you could even go as far as saying, God, I thank you that you're the shepherd of my family, especially my children. You know, uh, it, it's not necessarily so much about um, digging into some kind of deeper understanding of what you're reading. It's about thinking about whatever the Lord brings to mind through what you've just read and praying about whatever that is. And it could go so, it, it could just, it could go on a major rabbit trail, but that, that is what essentially you're praying through. So, um, going back to imprecatory psalms, uh, so how do we pray through things like Psalm 139, 21 through 22? Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. <laughs> I count them my enemies. Right? That's a... Uh, I don't know what comes to mind about that. Pongo, maybe you have some enemies that you have on the top of your head that you want to pray that for. But I, I literally don't like to pray... I wouldn't want to pray that directly in that instance. Um, and there's a couple of things that we just have to keep in mind when we come across even scripture like this, right? First of all, Christ said in Matthew 5, 44, 45, love your enemies and bless those who curse you. Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we, as New Testament believers, having received Christ's teachings, would not pray, I hate those who hate you and I curse those who curse you, right? Also importantly, this, this, those psalms can be prayed, but their target should not be people. 
So Ephesians 4.12 reminds us, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Essentially, when you see those psalms, you have to realize it's, it's being prayed by somebody, a Davidic king, who's very much concerned about his people Israel, whom God has entrusted, and also really just God's name. David is out for God's name, and I hope that we would all be out for God's name as well. Uh, I hope that we would be very much concerned if people are shaming the name of Christ. And so we can, in a sense, have righteous anger about things that we see in society that we do not like because it puts the name of our God down, right? But we also recognize that human anger does not produce the righteousness of God, right? So as righteously angry as we can feel, we have to recognize there's a limit to that, right? The things that you can pray these things for, that I've prayed these things for, is God, I hate my own flesh. I hate my own sin. I hate Satan and all of his demons. And I count them as enemies. And in, in that way, I think those, those prayers and that psalm can be directed rightly. Right? So, um, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's jump into groups of threes. So, triplets. And then what we'll do is we'll just pray through Psalm 23. Right? So, the way this is going to go, get into your group of three and then decide who's number one, two, and three. The first person will pray through verse one. The second, pray through verse two. The third, pray through verse three. Okay? Um, pray it using these principles. And if the first person goes and goes, the Lord is my shepherd, and then prays for the entire time, let him do it. All right? All right, y'all. So, how, how did it go? I loved it. Great. Anything uh, that comes to mind that is different from when you pray without scripture? Focus. Focus. Yeah. There was no sense of, oh, what do I say next, or what do yeah. I talk about now, or, or even for me, like, oh, I'm playing, I'm praying out loud, like, what am, what am I? Does it sound good? Does it like what are we what are we praying about? I don't know, it's just a lot easier to have something to say. I liked kind of the variety it brought. I think a lot of times when I pray, I kind of stay around one theme most of the time, even if it's an extended time. But I like that with this, um, it's kind of like, oh well this brings to mind this and I think it it's good to <coughs> that God opens your mind to all those different things that need mm -hmm. prayer, that I wouldn't necessarily think of to pray. Mm -hmm. yeah. It makes the prayer, at least this feeling, it, it immediately, like literally makes it like more focused biblically, and because mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's hard to feel like when I'm praying, like, am I just asking for stuff? Like, <laughs> is it, am I saying the right things? Yeah. Like, is this okay? But if you're really starting from the Psalms, it seems like you feel like you're in the more good direction. Mm -hmm. Thank you.